have a collect call from an inmate at the Washington Correctional Center. To accept the call, press 5. Nothing like waking up to the sound of clacking and buzzing as the doors crack in the morning after count clears. Waking up to the reality of life in prison. For some, it is just a stop along their journey, a milepost, an experience. For others, it is a revolving door, in and out, in and out, and that's their way of life, stuck in the cycle, pulling and eating away at them. And then for some, it becomes their destination as the hammer came down and that judge issued him a death sentence. The slow way, by way of life in prison. This is the life of a lifer, by Taylor Conley. Welcome, friends and family. We're back here again with another episode of Life of a Lifeford podcast. My name's Taylor Conley, and today I got a special guest with us, Adam Grant from Their Lives Matter. This guy, I had the pleasure of talking with him earlier, and I really found out some interesting things. So, Adam, I'd like to hear from you. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man, especially after our phone call. I feel inspired. Hey, you inspire me. I, I really, I really think that what you're doing is awesome, man. And uh, you know, I can't wait to further this and collaborate with you. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about what it is that you're doing? Um, I got out in January after doing 27 years, so I've got all kinds of ideas. But the big thing that I'm trying to do is is trying to bring our experience to the forefront, as you and I spoke about. You know, uh, unless you've been there, unless you've been in the trenches, you really can't speak to certain things, and people aren't trying to hear what you got to say. Um, I think this concept that we're talking about, this peer-to-peer wellness, is going to catch fire because, you know, people are going to listen to us. They don't want to have to bump their heads in the same way that we did. So their lives matter is just a singular idea. It's an idea of... No matter who you're talking about and what situation, their life is valuable and it matters. So when we're talking about your life being thrown away, you know, for a life without parole sentence, that shouldn't be because your life matters. I'm really, I'm really intrigued by it, man. And the fact that you've been able to put this together after doing 27 years in prison is amazing. I mean, you know... I'm sure that after doing all that time, the world has changed entirely. Like, uh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, I I couldn't agree with you more about the, you know, peer-to-peer type of recovery process and, and type of, you know, uh, mentorship and being able to have somebody who's gone through the trenches, somebody who really understands the consequences of the actions that you take early on in life, you know, working with the youth and things like that. And that's why 
there's a lot of people, man, that are serving life sentences today, such as myself. You know, there's over 200,000 people in the country serving life sentences, and they are never going to be able to get out as it stands today. And so there's a lot of people doing a lot of positive things, like they've learned lessons. You know, some people haven't, some people didn't even commit the crime that they're sentenced to the rest of their life for, you know? Right. And such as myself, I'm not even guilty of what I got convicted of, and that's why I'm still going through the court process, but that's besides the point because I can take responsibility for what I have done in my life, and sure. I know that prison was the only thing potentially that could have changed me unless I had somebody maybe such as myself or one of these other guys like you who was able to really connect with me at an early age and maybe things would have been different. So I think that sure. what you're doing and really lines up with what we're trying to accomplish here and why I, I invite you to be a part of, of what we're doing and, and we definitely promote what you're doing. So I, I mean, I, I I'm definitely looking forward to looking with you guys. One of the things, working with you guys, one of the things that I find to be interesting about Department of Corrections, whether you're talking about federally or each state, is is they know their system doesn't work, and that's one of the reasons why they can't seem to acknowledge the fact that somebody actually rehabilitates and comes out of that place better because they know they're not, you know, putting the kind of programming out that they could be to do this, that they're not encouraging things that they should be encouraging. And you know as well as I do that a lot of the stuff that goes on in there is not a product of the Department of Corrections, it's a product of the men in there finding purpose in a seemingly purposeless place. I mean, I came out of here, the one thing that I learned after 27 years is no isn't the end. So you can tell me no out here all day long, I'm just going to the next thing. You know, that same, stubbornness that, got me into, that same stubbornness that got me into trouble is what's going to make me a success and why we're going to change the world. Your real change is always going to come from within. It's not going to come from somebody outside trying to look in on it. It's, it's when the people that are inside of whatever struggle or whatever problem is occurring come with the solution that works for the people. It's not some, sure. you know, outside person that does a study and then comes up with this magic solution. That's not how it works, man. That never works. And no. so, no. you know, when you talk about this peer-to-peer -peer, uh, interactions and, and things like that and coming up with these programs that really do create changes, most of those things, like you were saying, doesn't come from the Department of Correction, it doesn't come from an institution, it comes from the men and, and the women too that are within who are involved in the process of creating these or, or they are the ones that actually create these and then make them come to life because those are the really transformative things that are taking place and there's a lot of people that are on that same thing and you know I think I'm pretty sure one of the one of the pieces of the Constitution of our country says about rehabilitation and that the only way somebody should be locked away for the rest of their lives is if they're irredeemable, if there is no way 
for rehabilitation because that's what this thing is supposed to be all about is rehabilitating and there's got to be some type of way to recognize that and to be able to have an opportunity for people that you know are locked away for the rest of their lives because it's not yeah it's not the answer it's not the solution just to lock people up and throw away the key no, and there's actually some movement in that in some states. I don't know if they're just giving lip service to it or not, but it's called second chance or second look legislation. That a lot of people that are doing long indeterminate sentences or doing life, they're, they're, people are saying, listen, you need to look at them again. Because like you said, you were 20. I was 19, you know, when, when I went to the joint. They say the brain doesn't really stop forming until you're 25. What sense does it make? for you to not look at these people again. I told you about my friend Troy. He's got 36 years in. He's turned his life around and he's saved a bunch of guys in there from coming out and creating more victims. But they're not looking at him despite the fact that he's 56 years old now and still serving the sentence that he committed when he was 20. You know, there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with the society that can throw people away like that without even thinking about it. And I mean, look what it's doing with the juvenile justice system. We started to throw kids away now. You know? And that's frightening. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, yeah. This this thing about the, the juveniles and the youthfulness, you know, it is... I see that, that they talk about it a lot. They've talked about it and... You know, they have actually pushed for some type of legislation in Washington about a second look type deal. It's like a prosecutor's bill that they passed through. So you can petition your case to the prosecutor in the county that convicted you to begin with to look at it. And I don't know that that's necessarily a fair approach to value it. So what the, the same prosecutors that convict you to do all this stuff, they're gonna unconvict you? I don't know. Right. Like, and, prosec- and prosecutors are po- uh, political figures, and so it's not politically viable to change their mind either. Most of them are going to be like, I looked at it, no, I still think the same thing should happen. You know? Yeah, and that's after 10 years of hard campaigning, I know in, in my state of Washington in particular, like that's the best thing that, that has come through thus far, and we'll see how, how that pans out. But they they spent all these millions of dollars doing a they had like some kind of legislative committee to make an actual parole type deal to where it was a second look to like that you would get action at a parole to where they at least you know a panel of your peers or a panel of people who can have an unbiased opinion and and who are experts in in the matter be able to look at it instead of like a prosecutor that that looks at it and, they, and that after that two year thing nothing ever came of it this, this prosecutor thing was what yeah. came of it so it's like it's yeah. a difficult difficult movement forward but the way that I look at it you're talking about purpose is like I feel my purpose is to keep bettering people and if, if, if my purpose ends up being to only help people that are in here to not come back then maybe that's my purpose man i i hope that it's more than that but at the same time when i finally grew up 
you know, and it took me several years before that happened after after coming to prison, you know, it took me several years for that light came on to really figure it out because I was still, yeah. I was still you, you know, I was still yeah. stuck in that mindset, man, and, and nobody could tell me anything differently. And so right. once, once the light turned on and I started getting educated and I started really thinking outside of the box and, and uh, you know, things started to change. And I think that happens with a lot of people that are serving long sentences. There's even, I've read a lot of statistics that say that after, you know, a certain amount of years of somebody being incarcerated and they end up somehow getting out off of a life sentence, the likelihood of them coming back is so minute versus people who don't serve long sentences and get out, their likelihood of coming back is like up there in the sure. 78, 80% tile range, you know? And, uh, yeah, I think it's like 1%. We're talking under 5%. Like yeah, 1%. Yeah, yeah. 1 or 2%, yeah. something like that. So it's. I want to say this to you, though, because I want, you, I want you to understand this that you say, even if, even if your purpose is just to help people in there, but you've already demonstrated that that's not your only purpose because you're already helping other people out there. There aren't a whole lot of people who are in there who are making genuine difference out here. You know, I mean, there's a lot of us out here who need what you're doing and need what you provide. And we're gonna, this this platform is gonna be huge and it's gonna save lives, man. So you're making a difference beyond that razor wire and beyond them fences. I promise you that. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Those those words mean a lot to me, man. I uh, I get chills just hearing the the way that you understand what we're trying to do, and that's we support yeah. you, bro. And like yeah. I said, I invite you, and I hope that you're gonna, I hope that you'll take us up on it to get on our platform and start making your own videos and and be on our YouTube channel, and we're we're gonna link it up to everything you got going on with their lives matter, and try to really promote what you're doing because I'm into it man we want to collaborate we want to make this thing come alive in in so many ways you ain't gonna be able to shake me now <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck with me now <laughs> all right man well Adam it's, it's been real you know and everything that you're doing we support you and we look forward to all that's to come. Their lives matters. Check you out. How you find you? And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate all you're doing. I'm appreciating this opportunity, and I'm 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 geeked, man. I'm ready to go. Well, let's do it, bro. All right, we got this.